Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hello and welcome back to NO and JB Sports Pedigree. We are back to provide insight on a wide variety of sports topics from NBA hoops to NFL football. We got college hoops, Champions League soccer, and Major League Baseball about to kick off. Our goal is to provide some insight on some topics that maybe you haven't discussed or thought about. And we're going to have some fun while we do it. We certainly hope you have fun right along with us. So let's not waste any more time. I'm JB. And I am ready for the MLB season, which coincides with the NBA playoffs starting. Yes. Listen, y'all, when, when your team loses in one sport, you don't have to wait too long for the next sport to start. Purdue, gone out the NCAA tourney. Enter Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> there you go. Indiana Pacers not making an NBA. Well, they might make the play-in game. Enter Cincinnati Reds. Now, doesn't mean the Reds are going to give me a long uh, period of success, but it's here. And there's that hope at the beginning of the season. It is here. That you can, you know, hang your hat on for at least a month or two. They can't be out of the race that fast. But anyways, JB. <laughs> they have been in years past, but man, let's hope not. Let's hope not, right? Let's hope not, man. Hey, kicking it off with the week ahead as we have been doing. Um, I mean, you've kind of already started it off. Why don't you just continue on that trail, sir? Yeah, so the week ahead. We're going to highlight some games in this upcoming week that are really big, pertinent to their sport. So we got the Pittsburgh Pirates playing at Great American Ballpark versus your <laughs> Cincinnati Red on Thursday, March yes, 30th. Thursday. 410 Eastern. It is opening day of the MLB season. Afternoon game, obviously. We never we don't know what the weather's gonna be like. I like how they, you know, kick it off with the afternoon games. But um, you know, we're gonna have Hunter Green on the mound. I can't remember who Pittsburgh's gonna have on the mound, but I'm I'm anxious to see Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, that one two punch. Second year players against the at Pirates, the top of the pitching on. rotation. Yeah, we we gotta we gotta win this series. Started off at least two and one, three and zero oh would be excellent. You know, a sweep would be great. But mm. I'll take two and one to start off the season. JB, what you Absolutely. got? Absolutely. Well, just to piggyback on that, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but it used to be up until about ten years ago that the Reds were the only team that played a game on opening day. So, That's right. You know, and because it was in honor of them being the original team. Uh, and they used to play like a 12, 30, 1 o'clock game. Now, I've been to one um, opening day game, and it was just, I mean, it's different. It's a different atmosphere there. They yeah. have a parade downtown leading up to the game. And, uh, you know, it's it feels like a playoff game. It's really incredible. So if you ever get an opportunity, um, even, you know, even if it's not the Reds, I know it's just kind of a different feeling in the park. So, yeah, that's definitely was on my list, too. Um, we've also, on Monday evening, got the USA playing El Salvador for another friendly match. That's on okay. 7.30 Eastern. Uh, get to see some of the guys. Um, you know, hopefully get to see some new new guys in the squad working in. I think it's important. Um, everything that we do now up until... 2026 it, it makes it matters so um, i'll be tuning in and checking out as much as i can no doubt um got the big win over granada so we're gonna mm -hmm. pile up off that one jb Hopefully. wednesday 
Miami Heat at New York Knicks. And, and the reason I put this one on here is it's two teams battling and jockeying for position in the middle that of the Eastern big, Conference. Man. That's a now, big one. It is. And I, I think it's important for both of these teams to stay away from the Bucks mm. in the first round, which is why I added this game to the list. The Knicks could give Boston massive problems in the first round of the NBA playoffs. And the Heat, 2-2 two and two against Cleveland, 1-1 one one against Philly. So my point is that both of these teams winning this game, getting a seed outside of the Bucks, allows them to be in a winnable series in the first round. So it's a big mm. game for these squads. Absolutely. Um, you know, the very next day on Thursday, you've got the Celtics at the Bucks. So another big Eastern Conference matchup there. And um, yeah, see, that's the one versus the two. They're currently two games apart. And I believe they have one or two games prior to that one. Uh, at the end of the day, if the Bucks win that one, they pretty much lock up the one seed. If the Celtics mm -hmm. were to win, it could be, you know, right down to the wire. And that may make the difference at the end of the day uh, who holds home court if those two meet up in the Eastern Conference Finals. So that's a big one. Right. It is right there at the end of the season. These teams have less than 10 games remaining to play as yeah. a whole. And my final week ahead game is actually the final four from of Houston, course. Texas yep. next weekend. And it speaks for itself. Top four basketball teams in the nation in terms of who won in the NCAA tournament. We mm -hmm. know that there will be zero number one seeds in the final four. Zero number one seeds made it past the Sweet 16 for the first time ever. And it's crazy, isn't when it? You think about it. There you go. That's what they talk about. The, the parody of college basketball or whatever you will. But it's a fact. And it happened this NCAA tourney. So we're going to most likely see a surprise champion, you know, if you will. It still could be a power conference team. We got a few of those left, but let's see how it goes. Yeah, it's uh, that's, of course, on my list, too. It's pretty exciting games over the last week or so um, that we're not going to dive into too deep. But, you know, shout outs. Shout out to FAU as a as as Inno said, a low major school. I mean, when's the last time we had a team? of that, I guess you would say, caliber make it this far. Is it George Mason? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, so pretty crazy. It's always exciting when the Cinderella's make a big run. I, mean, I, guess, I guess you could say Wichita State, you know. Yeah, okay. Or Butler. Yeah, yep. but is, Butler is in the Big East now, though, correct? They are in the Big so East, currently yep. it wouldn't be, but yeah, when they did it, they were, yeah, that was out of nowhere. All right, my last one. <clears throat> I've got another NBA game. Um, on the second, so next Sunday, uh, you've got the Warriors at the Nuggets. So the one seed and the Warriors are up contending for the four seed right now. Um, they have been playing well as of late, actually got a road win the other day, and that's the thing with them. We all know they've just been terrible on the road this year. Uh, so it, I'll be interested to see if they can actually get a big road win to lead them or you know, help propel them as they head into the playoffs. That would be an interesting one there. That's a good one, man. Coming down the stretch, and I, and I know from the last one that we said, some VCU fans out there are going to be mad. Oh, VCU as call. well, y'all. Yeah, Can't leave them call. out. Can't leave out the Virginia Commonwealth Rams. The Rams. There you go. Well said. All right. That's what we got going on this week. And, of course, there's plenty more that we didn't discuss. I mean, it's a big big next you know few weeks upcoming with this in the sports world and we didn't even talk about you know free agency and stuff so all right, right. Uh, um 
Well, we bring him back another segment that is recurring. Well, top five. What we got this week, you know? Top five shooting guards of all time, y'all. Guard play. In college, four. Right? In the hoop. College basketball. Oof. Top five shooting guards of all time. Lift that out. But um, we know that in college basketball, to win championships, you got to have excellent guard play. And a lot of these guys on my list, the majority of them played in the Final Four, won championships. Mm, okay. And it's applicable to why they're all-time great shooting guards. And, you know, in college basketball, sometimes point guards and shooting guards can be interchangeable. So a lot of y'all, you know, some of the guys on my point guards list may have been on someone else's shooting guards list when right. I speak about Steph Curry, Oscar Robertson. Yep. But these guys on my list for shooting guard, great players, man, incredible players. I'm going to kick it off, JB. Please do. We're going back and forth this week. Back and forth. Let's okay. do it. And mine are ranked, of course, because all of these sure. guys are done playing college basketball or done playing in the NBA. And my number five player, Reggie Miller. He went from right. four points his freshman year to 15 as a sophomore to 25 as a junior. And then a modest 22 a game as a senior at UCLA. You know, and the, his senior year is when the college three-point line arrived. You know, Reggie shot 44% that year. The 6'7 guard was a two-time first-team All-Pac-10 player, third-team All-American, and third all-time leading scorer at UCLA. And you can think about the significance of that with some of the names on that list, right? And, you know, a lot of people go, I've always went back and forth in terms of the Reggie Miller, and this stems from college and NBA, the Reggie Miller-Ray Allen argument, right? Like, which one's the better player? Very similar players. Ray Allen got his style a lot from Reggie Miller. Ray Allen mm. just barely lift, barely missed off, let, was left off, excuse me, of my list because of Reggie Miller. Wow. <clears throat> well, there you go. Interestingly enough, you bring up uh, him. Anyway, uh, number five on my list is a 6'4", 212-pound shooting guard out of Marquette, Dwayne Wade. Now, D. Wade made my list, even though he only played two years in college because Typically, when I when I look at shooting guard, you know, you're getting buckets. But this guy, as we saw on the professional level as well, such an all-around talented player, really was the entirety of his team. Um, All-American both years. Led his team in every statistical category possible, averaging 20 points a game, 6.5 uh, rebounds, 4 assists, 2.3 steals uh, for his career. Uh, made the all-region tournament team. Um, didn't quite get to a Final Four, but um, just a, a team like Marquette where he didn't necessarily have the same caliber of people around him to maybe get as far. Uh, D. Wade was legit all the way back to college days, so he's number five yeah, on my list. I do remember some of his teammates, uh, Travis Diener, little point guard. I remember Diener, and they had a Steve couple of Novak. Novak, I was going to say, they had a good shooter. Novak, yep. yeah. Solid squad, you know. And uh, a guy that played not far from the same time collegiately as D Wade is my number four player, JJ Reddick. Okay. Four years at Duke. Exponential improvement each year from 15 to 16 to 21 to almost 27 points per game his senior year. Yeah, he got buckets. He was a career, got buckets, 40 point career, three point shooter, and at eight a game. So high volume three pointers. Career 457 made threes. Uh, 
2006 National College Player of the Year, two-time ACC Player of the Year, and he was a dog on the court. J.J. Redick, y'all, my number four player. J.J. just, man, I'm telling you what, I went back and forth. He just missed my list, and uh, one reason he did is because number four on my list is another J.J., and that's going to be Jimmy Jackson. 6'6", 220-pound okay. shooting guard out of the Ohio State University where he played three years, led the Buckeyes to an Elite Eight where they unfortunately got bounced by uh, the Wolverines. But, uh, again, a two-time All-American, averaged uh, 19.2 for his career, actually a little over 22 points a game for his senior year, six boards, four assists, really did it all. 50% um, shooter from the floor, 38% from three. And uh, I remember growing up watching, you know, really he was one of the first guys that I kind of fell in love with watching college basketball. And you would get down to the last five minutes of the game and it would, it, they in, entitled it uh, Jack, Jimmy Jackson time um, because you knew he was just going to take over the game and do whatever is necessary to win the game. So he's a big time clutch player in college and uh, that's why I got him four on the list. No doubt. And Jimmy Jackson definitely will be in my top five. I left him off the shooting guards list because I had him as more of a small oh, okay. forward. But he'll definitely be on the next list. Number three on my list, the man, the legend himself, Jerry West. He's old school, but we can't hold that against a dude who averaged 25 in three seasons without a three-point line. 50% field goal percentage. The guy had an 81-12 and 12 career record at West Virginia, West standing Virginia. at 6'3", was a two-time first-team All-American out there. You know, like I said, not the era of basketball that I played in, but you can't doubt the greatness. And come on, man, whose yeah. picture is on the, on the basketball? He's, he man? is the logo. What's interesting, you know, I think um, I knew we were probably going to have some differences on this list because uh, it was a tough one. But, yeah, he was on my – I think he was on my NBA um, list as the logo, but he did not make my college list. So, interestingly enough, um, my number three player is somebody you previously mentioned, actually Ray Allen. Um, maybe a little favoritism on my part. I, I he's one of my all-time favorites to watch in college. Six five two oh five when he played in college, averaged nineteen and six, plus a couple of steals. Three years at UConn, um, All-American, won a Player of the Year award. I remember some great Duke battles uh, going up against Georgetown and Allen Iverson's teams. Shot 45% from three in college and just was a all-around just get buckets leader. Um, played on both ends of the floor. One of my favorites to watch ever as number three. There you have it. And yes, we are having some huge differences mm -hmm. on this list, but I... That's how it is sometimes. We may have some so, similarities coming up, though. Most we'll likely. See. You know, number two player on my list, and he's probably number one on a lot of lists, but got to think, y'all, just individual. Got Michael Jordan at number mm -hmm. two on the list. Played in North Carolina from 1982 to 1984. You know, a modest 17 points per game average, but boy, would he uh, make up for that in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. You know, five rebounds a game, 54% shooter, at 6'6", mm -hmm. six, six out of North Carolina, had the famous game winner versus Georgetown during his freshman year, y'all. Yeah, I think a, a lot freshman. of people don't realize that in the NCAA title game, Michael Jeffrey started from day one as a true freshman. Dean Smith, you know, dropped 
20 a game as a sophomore, the 1983 National Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year, you know, back, back in 1982 in the ACC, number one male athlete in ACC history. And a lot of great wow. ones have come through that conference. I was saying a lot right there. These are all precursors to the greatness that will continue in the NBA career of the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. Yes, sir. Well, he was number two on my list as well. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that had he played on a team where he didn't have as much talent around him, that he, I mean, he could have easily scored more. So I don't necessarily hold that stat against him, as I'm sure you don't. James um, Worthy, Sam Perkins. Right. I mean, there's only one basketball, and he was playing team ball as part of that program, which was, I believe, in a rec- in the midst of a record, like 16 straight, sweet 16, something like that. But uh, Insane. Yeah. Uh, MJ, well, you said it go, all. I mean, number two yeah. for obvious reasons. On the list. Well, go ahead and say your number one, JB. <clears throat> well, we I don't know. I, I'm a little curious here. My number one for me was uh, kind of a no-doubter. As far as the rest of my list, it was extremely challenging. Um, the number one shooting guard, in my opinion, in college of all time is out of North Carolina State. And that's oh, yeah, David, David Thompson. David Thompson. Of course. 6'4", 195-pound shooting guard, averaged 26.8 points a game in college and this is a maybe even more crazy to me 8.1 rebounds as a, yes, as a 6-4 shooting guard 55% from the floor in three years was a champion really could have been back-to-back player of the year 1974 tournament most valuable player just an absolute dog in college I mean I, there's really not much more to, that I have to say. He, he, for me, it was hands down, David Thompson. Uh, well, the dude's nickname was Skywalker, so that 8.1 rebounds mm. per game makes sense. There you go. Huh? And he had a 44-inch vertical leap at six four. Think about that. 44 is crazy because when you get into the 40s, you hear somebody with a 40-inch vertical, but he was four inches above that. That's crazy, right? so, man. Insane. Three-time first-team All-American, three-time ACC Player of the Year. That and that conference crazy. has always been loaded. You know, first team consensus All-American, 73, 74, and 75. And you really don't hear David Thompson get mentioned a lot. No, you, you don't. Know, He's forgotten Because of his about. NBA career and, and, you know, some of the issues that he had outside of sports. But I promise you, we're not going to forget about him. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we, don't turn our, we don't turn our back and, and turn a blind eye to greatness. We're going we're gonna to talk about it, y'all. So tune in. NONJB Sports Pedigree, and look him up as well. Look yeah, up David Thompson. Up, look up some highlights. I mean, he's a dude that definitely he could play right now. Um, I, I'm not sure, but I don't think there was a three-point line, right, when he was playing because it was like I'm mid-80s. Sure, yeah. So right. that 26.8 could easily have been closer to 30. Um, but he was a guy that was a slasher. I mean, he was getting to the bucket. Um, and, yeah, some amazing highlights to watch. So Jumping, jumping out of the gym while doing so. Yep. We uh, well, I figured we'd have the the top couple the same, but I wasn't sure about the others. I kind of that was a tough one for me. I I I changed them quite a bit, so um, not, can't go wrong either way. I don't think that's a lot of great players listed. Absolutely, man. All right, what you uh, what you got for your personal segment this week? You know, well, pro- my personal segment, it's a uh, one of those short and sweet ones that I like to do ever so often. Mm-hmm. I just want to give a little bit of inspiration. Oh, How to not get on the road to perdition, you know, and what does that mean? Well, just describe listening 
more than you speak and the value in that. But listening more specifically to those who have done it. Naturally, we like to take advice from family, friends close to us or people who have been through what we are going through. Right. But why not seek out someone who thrived in a similar scenario? Why not pursue insight from someone who achieved excellence? Is it because you're afraid of putting in that work? Are you scared? Mm. Probably. Do you think you won't be good enough? Maybe. But I'm here to tell y'all that there is no other way to find out outside of studying the walk, those steps, the habits of a proven winner in whatever field you're in. Go out and achieve assertively. The information is out there from those who did it. Greatness. Just go get it. Go take it. There you go. I love it. Yeah, you can't be afraid to, to put in, do the work and, you know, prayer and work goes a long way. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, well said. My personal segment, just a brief recap from the uh, USA Granada game the other night we, we touched on. Um, Got to have a little bit, a little bit of soccer. Let me hear it, man. Let me hear it, in. bro. Well, really wasn't much of a game. We knew, at least we hoped going in, that it wouldn't be much of a game with Granada. Um, you know, it's always scary, I, I feel like, when we visit these smaller countries because they're looking to make a prove a point. And, uh, you know, Christian Pul- Pulisic is one of those guys Whoa. that seems to always just get – they're going after him. They're headhunting almost. But uh, – even though he got fouled nearly every time he had the ball, uh, ended up in a 7-1 route. Um, so leaves us with just needing a point against El Salvador to secure um, a spot in the Nations League finals. Uh, so shouldn't be an issue there. It was nice to see Pepe get off the uh, schneid with an early goal. Uh, McKinney, Weston McKinney with a double in the game. Okay. Um, Pulisic got him one. Brennan Aronson got him one, and Alejandro Zendejas, who was actually uh, going back and forth between representing Mexico or the U.S., um, he picked the United States, got in the game, and managed to score his first goal for the team. So let's go! Yeah, it was nice, uh, nice all the way around, um, getting folks in there. You know, and it's one of those games that's like a confidence builder. Now, if you'd gone in there and struggled and maybe gotten a 1-0 win, it probably wouldn't have been so good, but it's nice to see. Um, you always want to have that confidence booster and uh, just continue to build upon that chemistry. So, well done. Let's uh, hope for another solid one again on Monday night, and then we'll head into uh, back into the leagues for a while before we have some more international breaks. No doubt, and it sounds like we had our – a squad down there who was who oh, was did. that goal for us jb we did uh matt turner was a goalie so there you the go. only guys that weren't probably was the back line um i think we're missing a couple of guys still with injury and it, and and as we know with our national team that was kind of the spot where we felt like between that and the striker position like yeah you know we could probably use some upgrades so look to me like they're giving some different guys opportunities which is great because that's really before the next World Cup, I think figuring out center backs and striker is probably our, I mean, that's our top priority. So, No doubt about it, man. And hopefully we can get it done. Hopefully some of these youngsters that are coming up are 
let's just say ahead of the curve yeah and ready to go for sure please <laughs> all right well uh we've got it's mlb season yeah. man it, it's major league it's baseball crazy. season is it here snuck up on us man thursday it did. opening day it is did, thursday though. and we gotta we gotta we gotta pay homage and we gotta discuss it give a little preview uh, Go ahead I'm, and kick it off for gonna, us, bro. All right, I'm going to discuss the American League and just briefly run through the teams and the divisions, and then Inno is going to hit up the National League. Um, so, yeah, starting in the East, um, the class really of that division looks to be the Yankees and Blue Jays. Um, love the Blue Jays' young lineup. You know, question regarding the Yankees. Can Aaron Judge replicate a similar type of year that he had last year? We all know once he got in the playoffs, he fell off. So um, I'm sure he feels like he has a point to prove there. And interestingly enough, the Yankees have not won the World Series since 2009. That's a pretty long drought for a team that historically um, wins one every five years or so on average and spends more money than just about everybody else. But uh, we will see. They have a really good rotation coming back. Obviously, some power hitters. Um, now, the, the Blue Jays have not won a playoff game since 2016, and maybe this is the year. Vlad Jr. Um, leading them. They got four solid starters as well. Then we've got, of course, the Rays, who always are under the radar, even though they've made four straight playoff uh, appearances. Uh, Glass now is hurt, uh, which could be a big deal for them, uh, but... You can't count them out. You know, they. it's kind of like, uh, as I'll get to, the Indians. They're a team that really just doesn't spin, but they do so well uh, in development. Yes, they do. Um, they're always in the hunt. Uh, then we've got the Orioles. Had a 32-game win improvement from 2021 to 22. But still got a lot of young guys. May still be a year away. We'll see if they're able to make another leap. And it's looking like the Red Sox might finish at least in the preseason, it looks like they might finish back-to-back seller um, dwellers because even though they've got Devo, uh, Devers and uh, picking up Duvall may not be enough to keep them out of there. So they're mm-hmm. they're kind of holding on. Uh, Central, Twins and Guardians, again, as, as last year, looked like they might be neck and neck. Um, we got Jose Ramirez on the Guardians, who's a perennial perennial MVP candidate and lots of good, young, improving, talented players around him. Um, you got starters like Bieber, old Justin Bieber. Just kidding. It's not Justin. <laughs> Shane. Shane Bieber. If he can stay healthy, um, you know, with the excellent Terry Francona at the helm, wouldn't surprise me if they win the division again, even with a lower payroll. The Twins, however, uh, I guess – Cincinnati Reds North with guys like Sonny Gray and Tyler Malley in the rotation. There um, you go. They they have pretty nice depth in their starting pitching, and they're solid. Uh, of course, Carlos Correa has got to stay healthy, I think, for them. Um, but it's probably a two-horse race in that division. White Sox, Abreu is gone, replaced by the youngster Vaughn. But inconsistent pitching there um, is probably going to keep them away from the playoffs but you never know uh tigers still kind of reeling javier baez not the answer um their rotation yeah looking like they might need to retool it again and uh finally the kansas city royals they just need pitching um from rumor mill has it they may end up trading salvador perez who might be their best player just to try and start over again so i feel your pain royals fans all right, and lastly, out rest, 
West. It's all about the defending champions and the Cincinnati West Mariners. <laughs> we'll oh, discuss yeah. the Mariners first. The M's, of course, Luis Castillo is a monster. Uh, actually leads, I think, an underrated rotation. Uh, they did get some good experience last year in the playoffs. Likely that Gonzalez is going to have a nice second-year jump. Um, they made a couple other other uh, additions in the outfield, and I think they can potentially challenge the Astros this, this year. Ah, we will see. think so, huh? Yep, I think so. Of course, the Astros. They did lo- They lost Verlander, and uh, McCullers is having continued arm struggles. So we know their lineup is insane, but at the end of the day, it's all about pitching. So um, we'll see. Uh, then, of course, we've got the Angels. Same old story. <laughs> Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, maybe the two best players in the world, but can't can't win anything because if one of them goes down, um, you know, they did add Renfro and, and your boy Drury. Um, but if one of those guys goes down, it just feels like uh, they go into the tank. So uh, how about that matchup at the end of the World Baseball Classic? That was crazy. Yes, uh, sir. Don't want to leave off the Rangers. They did add Jake DeGrom. They got Ovaldi and Haney. They've got a nice rotation, potentially. Uh, but can they stay healthy? And uh, do they have enough depth in the lineup to compete in that division? Oakland A's, um, yeah, not a whole lot to say there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how it's It's kind of looking like um, some familiar faces from last year. But we know how it goes. I mean, there's always a... There's always a team that makes a big jump, and of course, injuries play a big role. So, yeah, and I'm looking for those surprise teams, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how it is as the season moves along. You know, we talk about those squads that you just described as most likely being the bottom feeders of their division: the A's, Royals, Tigers, Red Sox mm-hmm. this year. Which that's but crazy. Who's gonna be one of the the team out of those who who's in the race come August and September? Man, that's what you get Angels, excited about. Man. And you look at the Angels, and you know they're they're a product of your, your 25 player roster. It needs depth. Absolutely. You know you can have a couple superstars at the top, but that doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't have have depth and and build around those players properly. Easier said than done, right? But yes, teams do it. Some of these teams know how to get it done. Have good scouting systems and 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 bring players up through the ranks of of a single-A, double-A, triple-A baseball. But now let's chat about the NL a little bit, What's JB. Going starting on in the, the National East. League? Well, we're going to talk about the Braves to start off. And they had a huge loss this offseason. They lost Dansby Swanson mm-hmm. to the Cubs. And that's a big offensive hole to fill. Enter young star Vaughn Grissom. You know, so we'll see if he can make that leap and be what Dansby Swanson was or more. Ronald Acuna Jr.'s health it's still a huge story too. You know, think about it. They won the World Series without him. So I'm it came back last Good year. Point. I'm anxious to see how it goes this year. The Marlins have Jazz Chisholm as a potential breakout star, and their pitching will be the big story. Right? They brought in Johnny Cueto to help out, but My man. you know, we, we watched him when he was a baller in Cincinnati, but he's he's getting up there in age and he doesn't ne- have necessarily the same the the same force and velocity that he used to have we'll just say that sure the Mets top of their rotation is insane Verlander Scherzer that would scare anybody yep. but how deep are they right they lost Edwin Diaz in a world baseball classic yeah so you know lineup wise I mean it's a it's a so-so lineup it's solid but 
I don't know about their pitching after those top two. The Nats will struggle, of course, no Soto, and not much else but prospects. You know, Pat Corbin, Victor Robles, big names on that squad, but don't expect them to do a whole lot. You never know, though. And the defending pennant-winning Philadelphia Phillies will be without Bryce Harper for a while. So, you know, guys like Trey Turner, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, the home run or bust guy, Reese Hoskins, and the rest of the lineup, they'll have to take the reins for a while. And this is a good team, y'all, the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, Josh Harrison, oh, too. How could I forget hey, about him? Just note, Phillies first baseman Reese Hoskins tears ACL. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, a couple days uh, back. Well, yeah. well uh, that that's a huge loss that right sure there. Is. That's the middle of their lineup. No Bryce Harper, no Reese Hoskins. There you go. Appreciate that, JB, filling Same. me in on that bit of news that I was not knowledgeable about. The NL Central next, man. Our division. Uh, the Brewers. Very solid. I mean, they fell off at the end of last year, but acquiring Jesse Winker, they've already had the starting pitching. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta Jr., and really an underrated lineup. Now they have all these young guys back. Larissa Rios, Rowdy Tellis, you know, Willie Adamas, Christian Yelich, and now Jesse Winker too, you know. But I bet you one thing, JB, that the one player they could have back is Josh Hader. Because once they oh, lost yeah. Josh Hader last year, everything fell apart. Still don't right? get that. It, it, it didn't make any mm -hmm. sense. It must have been some issues going on within the clubhouse. Yeah. Now, the Cardinals, I view them as a great defensive team, but their lineup doesn't scare a Reds fan like myself very much. I mean, they're good at bringing up young talent, you know, and they have a few good pitchers, Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, Mats, I mean, Adam Wainwright. I mean, not, the more I think about their pitching, they might is be in for a down year. I don't know, man. Hey, dude, that dude is ancient, still getting it done. Older than me. I know, man. Adam Wainwright. So we'll see how they do. Um, they, they seem to always be in the race, but they don't really scare me. The Cubs, extremely new lineup. Like, they're like a whole new team. You know, Eric Hosmer, the former Red Tucker Barnhart, Cody yeah. Bellinger, Mancini, and Dansby Swanson. Obviously, they want runs in Chicago, but a lot of these guys are on short deals, so the pressure's going to be on to compete immediately, right? The Pirates, like the Nats, will struggle, but I do like Key Brian Hayes. I think he's a nice piece to work around. Hmm. Now, our Reds, JB, hmm. Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, potentially the top one-two combo in the division. Who That's knows? Right. Maybe even the NL as, as the season moves along. Could be Votto's last ride in Cincinnati. Mm. Can Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India be the young stars that we need them to be? I mean, let's face it. If we're looking up in August and we're in a race, it's going to be because Tyler Stevenson, Jonathan India are balling, yep. having all-star caliber seasons. You yep. know, and probably Will Ellie Myers Dale, as well. Dale will Cruz Myers getting up to the squad. And it'll then. probably mean that as well. Will Myers, you know, and these other young guys, Encarnacion Strand, obviously Ellie De La Cruz. If these guys are everyday players, I don't know how it's going to go with Encarnacion Strand with him playing first base, but we can move him around the infield if other guys ain't getting it done. <sighs> Reds, the only wish that I have, JB, is that the Reds are in the race in August. 
They don't yeah. even have to win the yeah. division. I just like when they're in the race and I have something to look forward Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yep. Tadius for me is a fan, man. It's now sad. The, it's sad that that's our <laughs> that's our I know it really is. It really is, man. <laughs> That, that's uh, why two years ago was so joyous for us. They mm-hmm. were in the race all the way till early September. But anyways, the NL West, JB, last but not least, the Dodgers and Padres are obviously the class. But the D-backs, the Arizona D-backs, has some young stars like left fielder Corbin Carroll. Keep an eye on that name, JB. You know, Gabriel right. Moreno, a young catcher, can ball as well. These these are two guys who could, who could help, you know, keep the D-backs in the division race. The Giants have a killer one-two pitching combo in Logan Webb and Alex Cobb. But now they also have Sean Manea. You know, the, the seasons, you know, they've they've been great. The pitching has been exceptional. Um, The Rockies, well, let's just say good luck in that division. Right. It's going to be a rough year. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to the, to the Dodgers and Padres, though. I mean, mm-hmm. when you think about the Dodgers, man, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, Smith, J.D. Martinez, Peralta, and pitchers like Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw, Noah Sindergaard, May, and the Padres. Honestly, they have to have the deepest lineup in baseball healthy. Pretty Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, <laughs> Cronenworth, bro. Matt Carpenter now, Grisham, you know, with Blake Tatis. Snell. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. With Blake Snell and you, Darvish, at the top of the rotation. It's going to be wild in that division, man. And we're going to end it like that. Dodgers and Padres, we already know. They're yep. going to be going back and forth throughout the season. And may the best team win. Yes, sir. Well said. Man, I'm excited. Excited for the spring. I'm also excited for uh, the next segment, a little sports dichotomy. And, and by that? the way, y'all, yeah. I didn't forget Fernando Tatis. I was going to say his name. Yeah, y'all. that's why I was like, Tatis, man. <laughs> Wait, he, what, is he back to start the season? I can't remember. I don't know. We I got. We'll have to find that yeah, out. Look that up look real up. quick. All right. How about but little, sports dichotomy? Yeah. Yes, sir. A little back and forth. Uh, yes and no. As always, this is really one of our favorites, and we hope you enjoy it and kind of play along and answer with us. And uh, if you don't agree, that's fine. Um, you can let us know. Feel free. You want to kick it off this week? Let's do it, man. Okay. And sports dichotomy begins in three, two, one. Will Hunter Green or Nick Lodolo make the All-Star team in 2023? Yeah, I've got to say. Or both. Yeah, I've got to say at least one. Come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. The NBA got it right with the suspension of Ja Morant. Yeah. We'll say yes. All right. Lamar Jackson needs to go ahead and get an agent. Yeah, I'm going to say yes at this point. I mean, I feel like that's been something, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> going back a bit, Inno recently watched a Colgate NCAA basketball game <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with a tube of Colgate toothpaste next to him to help cheer him on. Had to. <laughs> Had to. And and they, they Serge Jabari Rice, yeah. Serge Jabari Rice. See, that's one of them teams that you know really. Serge Jabari made me go. He made me go put my toothpaste back in the restroom. <laughs> one of them teams like Texas that really should have lost first round, and yeah, you know, here we are. All that's right. right. All right. Apparently, 
Panthers head coach Frank Reich loves QB Anthony Richardson. Will he go number one? Ooh. I'm gonna say, I'll say yeah. Okay. Because and, and we'll be and we'll be hold yeah. on hold on JB we'll uh, be coming back to this one here in a bit so so don't uh, don't talk oh. you know what I'm saying let's just move forward. Okay. <laughs> the, currently, the Oklahoma City Thunder are right in the hunt um, in the playoffs. If they were to start today, Shea Gilgis Alexander Alexander averaging thirty one five and five and a half this year should easily be considered for first team All NBA. Absolutely, the dude is insane. Marquise Noel from Kansas State dropping nineteen assists versus Sparty is the best moment of the NCAA tournament so far. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Tournament record, tournament game record 19 assists playing on a twisted ankle by Marquise Noel is one of the greatest performances in college basketball history. I promise y'all, we don't, we don't script it. <laughs> we do not script it, y'all. Absolutely. It's just, and that's then just he did great. 30 and 10 the next game. Bro. <sighs> NO and JB Sports Pedigree yeah, were great minds think alike. True. Man. All right. The hometown Memphis crowd supported Ja Morant heavily upon his return. JB's cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little, little redemption. little redemption. Yeah, I mean, he feel, I, yeah. He got a, he's got a second chance now if it happens again <laughs> uh, Gardner Minshew will be the opening day starter at quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts Just kill me now <laughs> that's, 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 I, I can't I can't I can't say yes or no that's that's yeah. my response to hey, that man tanky little tank little tank action yeah good point yes <laughs> Aaron Rodgers will end up staying with the Packers. Say no. I don't see him okay. at this point. Uh, N.O. actually pulled for the Iowa Hawkeyes in an NCAA tournament <laughs> versus Arch- <laughs> Auburn. <laughs> is this I fact? found myself. Is this true? I found myself rooting for Fran uh, McCaffrey's wow. Iowa Hawkeyes. Man, oh man. <laughs> see, let's let's move on. Uh-huh. Stephen A said Ezekiel Elliott should be in Cincinnati. JB would welcome that. No. I mean okay. at the end of the day I would. I, I would that's a whole other discussion, but I'll say I'm happy if they don't I'll say that. Okay. Oh the Phoenix Suns showed again recently that they are the biggest whiners in all of basketball by complaining about foul disparities when in fact they just need to play defense without fouling and get to the paint for some shots. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The undefeated DC defenders of the XFL mm. could give NFL teams a run for their money. <laughs> uh I don't know. I don't see Okay. It. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I really I I haven't watched enough to speak on I haven't that, watched enough either. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. Uh N.O. knew that Rick Barnes had more NCAA tournament visits than Tom Izzo. Yeah, he's been coaching for a long time, man. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that, yeah, but it doesn't surprise me. I had no clue. Nope. Crazy to me. Yep. We are still, and when I say we, I'm talking about N.O. and J.B., mm-hmm. are still Reds, Brewers, Phillies, Mariners fans 
because <laughs> we still can't let Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, and Luis Castillo go. Yeah, and throw in there A. Eugenio, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The Mariners Forgot definitely are my, my team out there. Um, Regarding the NCAA tournament play-in games, these should all be 16 seeds instead of 11 seeds. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. The, that was actually a good one. The Ravens signed wide out Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. That should be enough for Lamar to say we have enough receiving uh, greatness now and stay. <laughs> you said greatness too. Uh, I mean, no diss to Nelson Aguilar, you know. No. I'm just, you know, no, should, nah, it, nah, it's definitely. <laughs> oh man, Edwin Diaz being injured during a celebration at the World Baseball Classic is evidence that the event should maybe be played during a different time of year or in the off season. Yeah, you just wonder when December or something yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 Why not? All right. My final one. Mm-hmm. The USA sending the A-team to Granada was a sign that they play together, that they will play together a lot, excuse me, leading up to the next World Cup. Yes, sir. In these international friendlies and yeah. tourneys. I, I love that. I hope so. And it's nice that you got three of them on one team in their uh, on their club team, too. That's yep. pretty cool. All right, uh, last one for me. The Cincinnati Bengals signing of Orlando Brown Jr. to play left tackle will prove to be a significant upgrade over the what they had last year. <laughs> yeah, I hope so for y'all, but I actually don't think so, man. I'm going to yeah. say no. I don't think so. We'll see. You know, I'm scared. Right, that was it. You know, and yeah. <laughs> well, that's the blind side for Joe Burrow. I'd be scared, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You know? Shout out to Tariq Glenn out there. Ah, yep. Protected Peyton Manning for years. He's a monster. Mm. That's it, y'all. Sports Dichotomy. And um, another great segment. Hopefully, y'all played along. But now, you know, I cut JB off a few times earlier in the episode. Mm. And we're going to come back why. to one at the <laughs> very beginning, one just recently. And we're going to come back to them. JB. I'm going to ask JB a personal question. And then I'm going to give JB as long as he wants. We don't do a minute anymore to justify a scenario and, and kind of pick a side and decide how he would support it and back it up with, you know, specific hmm. evidence. So okay. the personal question, JB has been drinking herbal tea for a few weeks now. What tea have you been drinking and what benefits have you noticed? Um, So I've been drinking green tea as prescribed by one N.O. Uh, in the mornings with a little bit of honey and uh, turmeric in the evening, um, which is interesting because I I didn't even realize or know what that was. Um, to be honest, I think I just uh, enjoy the, the flavor. It kind of is a relaxing thing for me. Yeah. Uh, I went yeah. from drinking four cups of coffee a day um, on average, really every day. And I would almost think like, all right, I've had how many I can have another one. It's kind of no a doubt. mental thing for me. And, um, so slowly during Lent season decided to give that up. Felt like I was being led to felt like I've been, that's one of those things I held on to that God was telling me, uh, for a long time. Um, and I was like, you know what? Um, maybe I can drink some tea and, and uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's more of a calming thing and less, 
um, ups and downs, you know, where with the coffee, where you know yeah, you feel no like doubt. you need it to to move. So yeah, and and that green tea, we know it's, it's you know slightly caffeinated. Does it give you that same feeling? A little bit, coffee gives. Yeah, a little bit. Um, that yeah. boost of energy, maybe. Yep. 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 Okay. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff, man. All right, JB. We got NFL draft talk for the scenario that you're going to justify. For the longest, JB, the consensus was that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young were the best QB options coming out of the draft. But recently, Anthony Richardson, the 6'4", 244-pound freak athlete out of the University of Florida, he's been getting a lot of publicity due to his incredible showing at the Combine. Now, I want JB to justify drafting based on college production versus potential to be excellent in the NFL. Even if the college stats are not mind blowing, feel free to consider other positions outside of QB in your justification, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we want to talk about the QBs, but you can talk about other positions where this is the case and maybe where it's been successful or where it's failed. All righty. And your time may start now. Man, I could, I'll go both sides of this one, man. I, there's a lot to say. I think is in regard to Anthony Richardson, you know, you mentioned that Frank Reich is in love with him and the number one pick. And the reason that I felt like it would make some sense because if he feels like he's got some time, they just signed Andy Dalton, right? So Andy Dalton could be your guy while you develop this guy because Good point. from all accounts – He's not a guy that you would be able to throw right in there. He's just not. He's not at that point yet. Um, if you look, for those who are naysayers about a guy like that that didn't have the greatest stats in college, look to a guy like Josh Allen. Everybody said Josh Allen coming out was um, not going to work, that he was too inaccurate, uh, that he played poorly um, against the big games when he had them. But you got to think, in college, you know, a lot of it depends, too, on what type of talent you have around you. Ah, um, good point. And so, and the coaching. You know, it's a different level. If you didn't necessarily get the right scheme or the right style, I mean, if he's got a, a plan to put Anthony Richardson in a similar style that maybe a Lamar Jackson plays, and that's maybe their uh, blueprint, I mean, maybe it works. Now, ah, I could excellent. certainly argue against the fact that Hey, you know what? If you're if you're just strictly talking about, am I gonna take production in college, right? Versus the combine, I'm certainly weighing the college production a lot higher. You know, if I'm picking, but I can see how it would make sense for them in their minds to to draft off potential. I think that's what happens in the NBA a lot more than the NFL. Typically, mm-hmm. it's a drafting yeah. off of potential. Absolutely. Um, because at the end of the day, if you hang your hat, if you're willing to go out on a limb and Number one pick that you traded up for and get this dude. If it don't work, you're all out of a job. So (laughs) you better you better hope and pray that this is the right choice. I think the safe choice would be C.J. Stroud. But but if we're being honest, I don't know if any of these guys this year are really a plus graded, ready Mm -hmm. to go NFL quarterbacks. So I could definitely see how it makes sense to take that chance on a guy on potential. Um, if you feel like he's got good character and good coachability and he's got all the tools, hey, more power to you. Um, 
true, yeah. translation there's no right or wrong answer there's, pray about I mean, it yeah yeah for sure <laughs> prayer plus works <laughs> i think at the end of the day though you always gotta if you're valuing things though i think it's silly some sometimes where we see these guys that oh he ran a four two so now he's a yeah. top 20 pick like that really doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah i mean with a lot of guys it's all about the trends with a lot of mm, uh, yeah. media outlets it's all about what's trendy right now mm-hmm we not like that on NONJB JB Sports no. Pedigree. Well, we you don't know lay what? Out all too? the facts. You know what? It, it you think about too is, um, I think the the thing that we never really see as fans because we're not in the room talking to these kids. Do they really love the game and want to play the game? Because ah. for some of them, it's just like I'm gonna go get paid. So you don't know. So these guys that maybe that are shooting up boards, it's because of their passion and they want to learn and. You know, just like in any industry, like if you got a guy on your team that is a go-getter and just wants to get better every day, I'm going to take that dude over a guy that has more talent that doesn't care. I mean, that's any profession, I think. So those are the type of things we really don't get the insight to that in the media just, you know, they'll take a story and run with it and blow it up and it may not, it may be totally out of proportion. So that's a mic drop jb hard work beats talent when oh, talent don't go. work hard there you go p rose that's right it's a mic drop that's crazy <laughs> i like how you articulated that yeah all Got right it. sometimes go with the passionate guys and, and yeah who knows knows where where cj 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 stroud yep cj stroud CJ, and Mr. bryce young's minds are y'all might so. end up with one of them so you know yeah, caleb williams in a year yeah. okay hopefully for your sake yep yeah Hey, you got shout out to Gardner Minshew, man. Uh huh. What is the what's the Tennessee guy, man? Because he's they're talking about him more too. Hayden, uh, Hayden. Uh, I can't think of his name. Quarterback from Tennessee. No idea. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I do know who he is. Uh, yeah, he can ball. Yeah, yeah, he's out there too, man. He's kind of shooting up the old cliche, shooting up draft boards. So shooting up the draft boards. <laughs> Like he's not he's not pulling out a gun. Let me, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and end it on Hendon, that. Hendon Hooker is the dude's Hooker, name. That's where I said Hayden. I'm like, so we will see. That was a nice – I like that. That was a nice, nice topic. I love it. So thank you, and uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you guys for continuing to tune in, and we are blessed just to get to keep doing this. Hit us up on no.jb.sportspedigree at gmail.com and check us out on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. You know, we're out there. Share it with a friend. We appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. Check it. We keep pushing forward when the lights dim. The flame still burns when the night ends. So it's time to get animated promptly. My passion's connotated as anger. Wrongly, since I'm as real as it gets, I won't take that. Might spew a couple of words I won't take back. I'll be the thug who seems to bring charm. Check my skin in the U.S. I'm seen as that regardless. Dyson and harmless, emblematic guinea pigs. Submit to control all the people in the city did. Silly kids only listen to that. It's strength in numbers to them. To me, it's how you attack. <laughs> Sometimes I think that I'm great. 
and I stumble. It's better to be lucky than good, keeps you humble. I'm hands on in my approach, so when I fumble, I turn over to the most high, therefore I'll never crumble. Tough, gotta get started to get ahead. Conduct stoic, and no, I'm not acting scared. I'm the type they feel they have to replace. Demonizing the face in my black voice and masculine traits like it's a problem. Don't fear delusional types. Mentally locked in, but still in tune with the hype. Whole models about deception. I catch a trend to go the other way. You can call it an interception. What's popular tends to reveal what's going down. Standing back with a scope, watching from across town. The guidance from above is what I view as profound. So when I see they really care, that's when I'm coming around.